Hi everyone. In this podcast, we have Alice Ball. I had a great conversation with her. And it's my goal here on the podcast to bring all kinds of creators and all kinds of arts. So Alice is from the scrapbooking community. And I thought it was important because many artists started as scrapbookers. I think also scrapbooking has such a value in terms of telling our stories. And I think as artists, it's hard for us sometimes to tell our stories and not just talk about our art because it's important for that connection with people. So I you know, hope you have an open mind here and uh, it was a great conversation. And Alice is passionate about scrapbooking since 1999 and believes everyone has a story to tell on their pages. She loves to get creative with journaling, mixed media, pretty pattern papers, and layout design. Alice leads the Scrap Happy online scrapbooking community, hosts scrapbook education events like Load, the Layout a Day Challenge, and the Scrap Smarters Experience, and has a podcast called Scrap Happier. It was uh, such a pleasure to talk with Alice and talking about stories, and I hope you enjoy. And don't forget that if you have any comments or if you'd like to leave your feedback, you can DM me or leave a message on our blog posts and I would love to hear from you. And if you would like, it would mean so much for me if you leave an Apple podcast review or just give five stars. We would appreciate that. It would help a lot other people to find the podcast. So I'll see you next time. Welcome to the Artistically You podcast, where mixed media art is a place for all. Here, we are going to talk about art as a mindful practice, connect with our creativity, and embrace curiosity. This is your host, mixed media artist, Jana Oliveira. Alice, thank you so much for being here in the podcast. I've been wanting you to come for quite some time because scrapbooking is such a a dear topic of mine and you were so intrinsic in the community and I wanted to talk about that so I'm so glad you're here thank you so much for having me I was really honored that you would ask me to be part of your show and I love talking about scrapbooking so we are definitely on the right topic yeah but first tell people where are you talking to me from well I live in Whitecourt Alberta Canada and I run a membership group that is online. So mm-hmm. I get to talk with people from around the world. And I think it's just one of the magical things that we have um, with the internet nowadays. We can find people that do what we do in so many different places. Yeah, yeah. and we're gonna talk a little bit more about Scrap Happy, which is your membership. And also you have a YouTube channel and all that. I also do the version of video on YouTube, so I'm going to show her website and you can have a peek later if you want to on a YouTube or the blog post. But Alice, I started with scrapbooking as well. And um, it was a big part of my life, a big part of my, I think, learning. I think I would not be where I am as an artist if it was not for scrapbooking. Uh, because I always like to play with supplies. <laughs> That that really is the best part. <laughs> yeah, but although today I think it's so much easier as a person that had the style that I had to do things today, because today, like with Vicky Button and all, all this kind of people, they do a more artsy layouts, which I struggled at that time, because at that time nobody would do such a thing. And I struggled to do the classic layouts. And... And that's how I end up actually going to digital because I could do all the artsy stuff that I could not do on paper. And also at that time to storage, you know, everything when you do bulky with paints and all kinds of chipboard and it was getting kind of clunky to store all my layouts. But nevertheless, I always played with paper and all that kind of stuff. So it never really left to me. And when I started off this, I don't know if you see this because I know you also go on craftation and all this, you know, events and you, you show them on your YouTube in the time that, you know, before COVID (laughs) and you interview a lot of people and you talk to people, but I think there is still a stigma about scrapbooking, right? When you say about scrapbooking, people are like, uh, they still think about the 
grandmother scrapbook or they see it as a hobby and not as a as a medium of art and and they don't see the value of stories documentation but i saw scrapbook not just that but beyond that it helped me tremendously on my well-being and mental health so mm. how do you see this stigma do you think still have it how do you people see today I definitely think that we see that. I think when scrapbooking had its heyday where it was just such a big thing and everybody had it everywhere, mm -hmm. so many people dove into scrapbooking or they met it through creative memories like 20 some years ago. Like I started scrapbooking in 1999. So that's been a little while since then. So I really think that um, a lot of people have a preconceived notion of what scrapbooking really is and it I'm became so something that other people do that's not something that i do that's what other people do but i think that they just haven't seen where scrapbooking has come now scrapbooking really has such a broad definition that it can be really hard to tell people what scrapbooking is because there are so many different approaches, mm -hmm. so many different ways to dive that's into true. it, and so many different goals. I think that's the biggest mm -hmm. thing is when we understand what our goal with scrapbooking is, it helps us to find the right path and create something that we really love. Like that's my goal is to make scrapbook pages that we love. And I think for myself, it came down to figuring out what that goal was. And I personally like that artistic side. I love learning new techniques. Like, mm -hmm. right, I have been obsessed with watercolor and I found your tutorial on YouTube and I'm like, this is so good <laughs> because you broke it down so simply and um, just showing how to move the paint, how to move the water, how mm -hmm. to get those effects and how to make something that's not like ugly, let's be real. Um, <laughs> when, you're, when you're mucking around, it can feel hard. Yeah. Um, but I think that um, when I thought of watercolor, that was a separate thing. That's something that artists do. And when I mm -hmm. thought of planners, that was a separate thing. Planner people did those. Yeah. And when I thought of like, we could separate all of these different pieces, but scrapbooking is kind of almost opened its arms and said, we'll take it all. We want it all. And that has allowed people to really customize their path to yeah. find what makes them joyful in it. I personally love the part of documenting stories. Yes. I, I just find it to be so important. And, mm -hmm. you know, some people are like, well, I don't have kids. I'm like, great like that that's even better it makes your stories easier because then they are really your stories but also we right? have a place in stories we have a place in them we deserve I know, it i know so many like grown-up women or men too there's some men out there but there's so many grown-ups that come to scrapbooking and because they maybe got into it with their kids trying to document their kids life they didn't actually realize how much it could be about them. Oh, yeah. And I like to put my own lens on all of my stories. Like mm -hmm. if I make a page about one of my kids who are now grown ups, like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? But if I make a page about them, I have to tell their story through my eyes because yes. I can say you did this, this, I this. I always did that, but, yeah. But I can't tell how they felt. Mm -hmm. Like I can say what I think they felt or my observation, but I can't really tell their story in the way that I can tell my version of mm -hmm. their story. And also it's about why do we put ourselves in categories, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I decided to start this podcast and the name is artistically you because I believe no matter what you do, you are an artist. Mm -hmm. And some people do amazing stuff in scrapbook page. I mean, the work, I mean, people don't realize, I mean, I started with Debbie Hodge, right? And you know, she she had got it scrapped and the people don't realize the amount of composition you have to know. The rules mm -hmm. of composition apply to scrapbooking, right? Scrapbookers become like uh, graphic artists, they become actual artists, mm -hmm. and they become photographers, mm -hmm. and they become really good journalers. Like, yes. you know, there are d different aspects that we have to put into this to create our scrapbook pages, in addition to really good at organizing and collecting our supplies. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I continue to see some things about, uh, I know they don't do the things, the presentations for people like me, but I use, for example, a lot of Chinhold stuff on my, not just my watercolor, but my mixed media work. And I know many artists don't even know about this because they are not, they were not part of this world. And I feel actually very lucky that I was part of this world and I know all these brands that have these products and I can use it. Like I use Vicky Button pigments, you know, I have some of her pastes and I can um, actually implement these things on my work. But thanks to the crafting community, right? I'm putting mm -hmm. quotes here because it's um, it's so rich today, the options that you have, right? Mm -hmm. Before the scrapbook page, they have just this outline. You put one photo here, one photo here, no. all like just line. <laughs> and I'm well, like, no, we are so beyond that today. I talked to some people, um, like my brother, he wanted to make a photo book, but he was putting his pictures, he's adding some words, I'm like, guess what you're doing? You're scrapbooking. Yeah. And he's like, I don't scrapbook. And I'm like, <laughs> like, you, you don't have to call it that. I'll, I'll let you get away with not calling it that. But yeah. I think that when we're doing these options and we're adding that personal bit of ourself into mm -hmm. it, it is about telling our story. So much of art nowadays is about yes. telling your story through your art. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that scrapbooking just allows us to um, focus about on our own life in many ways. And yeah. I think, um, that as we explore our life, like lots of times scrapbooking, it gets, it gets, um, accused of looking at your life through rose colored glasses because we mm -hmm. tend to scrapbook the, the happy, shiny moments. Mm -hmm. Um, but I see so many more scrapbookers that are digging into like the deep parts of their oh, story. So I always mm -hmm. wrote hard stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? And I and I think it can be such a place of like discovery for yourself and healing for yourself. And, you know, maybe they're working on the outside with help too, but I think giving yourself a artistic way of dealing with emotions yeah. and thoughts and feelings. Absolutely. Um, look at Bible journaling, like yeah. such a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. And you know that that's like a whole like Another it's a, kind of yeah. It's it's adjacent to the scrapbooking, right? Mm -hmm. Like so many scrapbookers are like scrapbooking. <laughs> yeah, I think also our journal came from scrapbooking, right? So I think all the all this family, I think they all can be on the same umbrella. I think they and have like, many things that are similar to each other in a way. Yeah. And if they didn't come from us, like we've embraced it. So whichever way oh, wow. that that road goes, I think mm -hmm. the fact that it's like, hey, this is a really good idea. This can be part of telling my story. I think that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and what I also wanted to talk to you about, because I think you're very good at it, is that about the community, because... One thing that I love, I loved actually when I did also uh, card making, it's also a huge community. And, but what I liked about scrapbooking is that, I don't know, there's something different. The community is so um, tied together and you can find many kinds of community. Um, and I know you on your YouTube channel, you go live, right? and mm -hmm. you scrapbook together and people are having a conversation and you as ahead of time you also are on clubhouse having conversations <laughs> i know i love clubhouse when i first found it i think i stayed awake I for you. like 24 mm -hmm. hours just listening to yeah all i learned a lot at clubhouse yeah i learned a lot um i i had to give like a break to not get it too addicted because I was spending too much time on it but I'm glad when I pop up there I see like you or people that I I want to learn about for example Pinterest or mm -hmm. things like that or even like emotional things um intuit you know intuition and things like that I I think it's wonderful but it's wonderful because the community sense right I think that's 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 the point of it so w why do you think scrapbook has such a a, a community that is so big, but also that is so like tied together. 
I think it's two things. I think that part of what we're doing is telling our stories. And so we're sharing our stories and other people are let into those parts of our life. Mm -hmm. If you've ever picked up a scrapbook magazine and flipped through it, you're going to look at the pictures. You're going to look at the pretty art that they created, Mm -hmm. but you're also going to like want to be looking really close to see what words did they put on their page. Mm -hmm. You want to read how somebody told that story. Um, And I think that really relates back to part of my my goal with documenting my story, I have old pictures from my grandmother and I can see the people and I know who some of them are, but without her story that tells me about the trip they were on or the relatives that came from overseas or whatever that situation is, I don't know why that photo was taken and why that was an important moment for them to actually spend the money to make a photo, right? Like that was a big deal back then. Um, and scrapbooking lets us have a peek behind the scenes, right? And I, I always say like with your journaling, if you're telling what you see on the photo, you're not doing your journaling justice because you need to say what's going on behind that photo. What made you pick up the camera to document that moment? What That's are you thinking point. right now? What are you feeling right now? Mm-hmm. And then going back to the other second thing, like, I think that we all like to help each other. I Mm -hmm. think people genuinely like helping. And with scrapbooking, there's always somebody that knows something that can help you with something and you have the opportunity to help others. And I think that really helps to build a community when somebody shows you like the, for the first time, how to heat emboss with like the, the stamping. That's like magic. You're literally teaching somebody magic when you see that, embossing powder melt it is just beautiful and so I think that chance for us to connect through our stories and through sharing of creative ideas that is one of the best things I just attended a weekend of card making hosted by um, scrapbook and cards today magazine and it was amazing the teachers showing the stuff but also um, when people are asking questions about the classes there's somebody popping in there and helping, right? There's always somebody helping. Mm-hmm. And that is how communities are built. Like mm-hmm. I started hosting events too, especially with 2020 being the kind of year that it was. I started hosting big education events for right. scrapbookers and I've been blown away and so honored that people would come and do these events with me. But I brought them amazing people and showed them how to do really cool things that they can try to use in their scrapbooks. And I think, you know, of course, like, why would we not want to do that, Mm -hmm. right? And I agree that the scrapbook community is really helpful. They really want to gather and help each other and answer questions. And for sure, this this is one of the things that I always learned from. I mean... I used to do lives doing scrapbooking when lives were not even a thing because there was no Facebook, there is no YouTube live. I did on a platform called Ustream that people didn't even know, you know, we were not even know what we were doing. And, and what I see today, what you can do and have all this community and groups and, and things mm-hmm. like that, it's just amazing. And I also want to force on the point that you said of the pictures that we have to say things beyond the picture because let's agree, today we have more pictures than any time. Absolutely. Right. And it can feel like we have so many pictures, like where do you even start? But I think that you have to realize you're never going to scrapbook at all. Mm -hmm. So... I don't look at scrapbooking from a way of being behind or caught up because I don't expect to be at either of those ever. I, mm-hmm. I'm never going to be caught up and I am always going to be behind. So I think I said that wrong. But I think that um, knowing that it becomes my job to curate and mm-hmm. I get to choose the parts of our story that we need to save. Just like my grandmother chose when to take out the camera so that she was saving those moments, it becomes my job to choose which of these myriad of photos that I have 
in a day or a week or a month or a year become the ones that actually I want to share more about and tell that little insight into our life that we're living. Yeah, because um, I think we take a lot of pictures today, but do people that are going to see the pictures later, are they going to know what the pictures are really about and why did you take the pictures, right? Um, I don't scrapbook anymore in the way that I used to scrapbook, but I do, I have to go back now that my stuff is here back that um, I do now little travel notebooks and I have that um, little printer that prints like Polaroids. Yeah. Like I said, sticker is a sticker. Um, I love that printer. It makes like three by four pictures and um, I do that kind of style now because it's important for me to keep telling some stories. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes so much into my art, you know, because when you reflect on things, you get inspiration and and also you resolve some things that you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. And I think that is important. And I think having different sizes of um, projects for us to work in has been amazing because I think some people look at a 12 by 12 and they're like, no, I need two pages. So they mm-hmm. do like 12 by 24. But other people say that is just too big. It is too much. It is overwhelming. It's intimidating. Yeah. And I love that nowadays we have traveler's notebooks or yeah. art journals. There are so many different ways for us to kind of get into this and it feels more approachable. In yeah. fact, I have a friend online that um, does little daily notebooks and they're like just a little tiny note card size. They're, I don't know, three by, I think they're three by four or something mm-hmm. like they're tiny, but having that daily ritual of doing that tiny little project has helped her tell all kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. And she says like, because it was so small, I could do it. And another thing, excuse that I heard a lot in that time was, I don't know if it's true today, but it's like, oh, my kids are not going to want all the scrapbooks. They're going to probably trash them. And I always said, well, I don't care. I'm, I'm giving my son a choice at least because I didn't have that choice. I didn't have anything to keep. So it's important to have that choice. And you are not just doing for them, you're doing for you, the outlet of you letting it out. It's why the we act always of have creating, think, right? <laughs> right. Why we have to think that always we have to do something if somebody's going to do something with it. Why can you not just have fun? Mm-hmm. I look at this, I have two boys, they're in their early 20s right now. And I think, you know, if they never want this, it's still 100% worth it because I do it for myself. Exactly. And it served the purpose you know, in your life, right? It gave you happiness. You make you remember stories and the stories make us happy. Or even the ones that made us sad, we learn from them. Well, and I think that not every page that I make is a work of art. It's right. true. Some of them I just make for fun. Some of them turned out okay. Some of them I actually have gone back and fixed or changed or recreated because I really wasn't happy with it. But I think not very many because there's just not enough time there. I have to move forward. <laughs> but I think that um, whether my boys want them or not, knowing that I'm making them for myself and to make myself happy it is my own artistic expression Mm -hmm. I think that that is one of the most important things that I can do for myself Mm -hmm. everybody needs something that they enjoy the thing that I enjoy helps me like reflect on my life more and that also helps me enjoy my life more yeah absolutely so let's talk a little bit about scrap happy because we talked about community and 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 that's why um, I wanted to talk to you because you built this community and um, and I'm going to show here for people that are watching this in the video um, why you talk about this Scrappy Happy and, and tell us a little bit about what a Scrappy Happy is. So Scrap Happy is a membership community for scrapbookers and we do different online challenges, events and Basically, it becomes your online scrapbooking family. 
And one of the things that I really love, like I actually didn't create the group. It was created 11 years ago by Lane Amen. Mm -hmm. And um, I had joined the group after she hosted one of the challenges. It's called Load and it it's such an amazing event. I wish I could take all the credit for it. I, I don't because I didn't come up with this concept, but we actually do challenges three times a year where we, where we create a layout every single day for a month. Oh and goodness. I know it's, I'm like, when I signed up the first time, I didn't even think that was possible. Like I didn't think that people could do that. <laughs> I definitely didn't think that I could do that. But every day she has a like there would be a theme and then there would be a prompt and it would help you either tell a story or use a product or just try something interesting. And it would give you this jumping off point to dive into your supplies and start creating. Mm -hmm. And I did my first load and I will tell you like, I've had a few that I didn't complete, but you'll notice I didn't say that I failed because if I made seven pages out of a month, that's pretty great. If I made 10 pages in a month, that's pretty great. Sometimes it's three pages in a month to say that all of these things are, um, you know, if it's helping me tell my story and do what I love, then that's what's important. Mm -hmm. And then during the load challenges, when everybody is making their pages, like we've, we've adapted it a little bit over the years. So now every day we not only have our overarching theme, but then we have like a little focus for each day. And then each day we dive into a story prompt and a technique prompt, which I love because it allows me to take those two, um, those two options and create a page. And sometimes I don't use the prompts. Like there's no requirement. Layout a day is create a layout a day, whatever you want to work on. But the story prompt gets me thinking about a story that I might have never told before. The technique prompt gets me trying something fun. So sometimes I, like I say to people, use one, use the other, use them both, or just do your own thing. And I think that that becomes um, a perfect way to approach scrapbooking. Like, you know, find something that really works. And for me, the magic was in two ways. Like I loved creating the pages because even though I'm doing it every day and I'm feeling a little bit of pressure to get mm -hmm. it done, right? But A, I did it. So that's amazing. But also uh, I ended up, I cr ended up creating pages that I really loved because of the starting with a story. So it kind of just mm -hmm. took my whole process and flipped it upside down. Because before when I would make a page, you know, I'd make the page with my photo, with my products, and then I'd get to the end, I have to add a story, what do I even say? Mm -hmm. But with these pages, starting with that story was like completely opposite. I'm like, oh, I have to tell this. And then I would make my page, I would go and mm -hmm. find a photo that helped me tell that story. And while it doesn't necessarily help me with my monthly like photos that I think are important to scrapbook, mm -hmm. it does help me tell stories from all parts of my life mm -hmm. that I feel are an important part of our story or important part of my story. And that's been amazing. And then the, the second great thing that comes with it is that everybody comments on each other's pages yeah. and say like encouraging things like, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, I love your design. That picture is so funny. The way you told your story is great. Like whatever they're saying, um, it's just that little bit of encouragement that kind of buoys you up and makes it so that you um, really feel encouraged to kind of go after the next day. If you are watching this on YouTube, I'm showing the website while she was speaking and I stopped on this layout because I love it because the watercolor. <laughs> so this is the kind of thing we were talking that before people would not think about using mixed media things in scrapbooking. But mm -hmm. um, and also you have a podcast as well. And this is the podcast here. And if you are. Uh, just listening to this, but they scrap happier podcast. So in any uh, podcast host, but also at the blog scrappyhappy.org. And um, Alice, in, in the membership, the, the scrappy happy. So what actually like you guys do? Do you have the challenges? But like, what else would you guys do? So 
we do a, an annual membership because we um, host those big challenges, the load challenges, three times a year. We do mm-hmm. them in February, May, and October. Mm-hmm. And actually, October is really fun because that one, our members, we have a group of members that get together and create the challenges. So it's by the members and for the members. So that's kind of a different style of our challenge. Um, The February and May ones, I'm a little bit more at the helm for those ones. And uh, I actually make a daily video with our prompts. Um, The October ones are just written. But in addition to that, we have at least five monthly live events that we do. So we do a scrapbook live. Um, When we do scrapbook live, we invite, um, we invite others to join us. They have to be on my, on my email list to come and join us Mm -hmm. for those events. But um, we, we host that once a month. I use a kit from a company called the scrap room and I just create a layout and we talk as I'm creating and then I get to do a draw for a free kit. Mm -hmm. So I buy my kit from them, but then they give away a free one. So I think Mm -hmm. um, that's really So, but you also, you also have a community, right? While Mm -hmm. between the things Mm -hmm. going on, people share and um, they're showing what they're creating. Yeah. And so like with, with like when we do our scrapbook live lots of times we do a little bit of show and tell and people get to show off what they're making and so many of the people that come and show are the members from the community because they know me and they're like alice look what i made and i get to see like those parts of their life and you really develop those friendships within there we host other events called scrap happy together so it's just us hanging out we have our happy hour events and then we also have monthly education events so we have a class called scrap school where we learn some new techniques or you know, maybe design styles or maybe we learn a different way to approach our stamping you had a, or you creating had a big event recently right Elliot was, was a <laughs> keynote speaker I was like, wow, she's doing it. Yeah, we we hosted um, an event called the Scrap Smarter Experience. And we're doing that actually twice a year because I got a lot of demand. People were after the first one, they're like, you're doing this again, right? I'm like, I hadn't actually thought about that. (laughs) But um, yeah, we've had some amazing teachers and keynote speakers. Yeah, I've hosted three of them now. So we... Stacy Julian has keynote done our keynote speech and wow. Ellie Edwards was for January and then we just had one here in August and we had Shamel as our keynote speaker wow. and as a teacher because yeah. I, I'm like, please will you t- I also even teach talk us? to I even talked to a friend of mine that she was actually a guest here on the podcast. We talked about our journaling and hard stuff to to join them about, but she's a scrapbooker. Um and I told her when I saw your Instagram I said, look, this person that I know, she's going to have an event. I don't know if you know them, but it's going to have, you know, Chamel. And she's crazy about Chamel. And <laughs> um, so she's like, oh, I'm going to sign up. <laughs> yeah. So. And like the, I looked at the events as an opportunity for everyone to get together and learn some mm-hmm. new techniques and concepts, ideas. And also in the They're time not... of COVID, right? To be together, yeah. even like talking mm-hmm. with people, like we are so isolated, we feel that we don't talk to adults. I think I hosted one of the first like big online virtual events, yeah. like since like there's been more, but my focus is not on the product. So they're not product based classes. Mm-hmm. I want them to be concept based classes. So you're not going to get a box full of goodies. Like there are people that do events like that and they do such a great job. But for this, I'm bringing together teachers and sometimes people are like, I didn't know who that was, but oh my gosh, I loved her class. Right. And so mm-hmm. I get the chance to introduce you to some of the names like Vicki Booten or Shamel, Paige Evans. Like I've worked with some amazing people. I can't even believe the opportunities, yeah. but also some of my friends or fellow creators in the scrapbooking world or um, people that are getting into design or they're on design teams, but they have a certain style and they have certain techniques that they use that they come and they teach for us. And that has just been amazing. So yeah, it's all of the pieces like between the membership and these events and, you know, like 
I'll I'll just confess, like my members got like a screaming deal <laughs> on the event. Like I gave them a huge discount because I wanted them to come, right? Like mm-hmm. I I'm like I have to pay for all of these things for the event, but I want you guys to be able to say yes really easy. So I gave them a great deal to come and join us for the event. But um producing an know, event is not easy. <laughs> yes. It's not my thing. <laughs> I, I will just say yes, it is not easy. Um, and we had, we've had we had our share of little tech issues. I actually picked up my whole studio uh, space and moved it to my son's house it's always so happened. that we didn't deal with issues. And, you know, um, but, but people you also understand. Have, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, in the Zoom times today, everybody's aware of tech mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have our own before we got to start here recording, right? So it's like, <laughs> you cannot run for it. You just have to embrace it. But also, you have your YouTube, and I know you do lives there. So I think it's an opportunity for you to, like, if people are like, what are they two talking about? Um, <laughs> um, I will post uh, later on the notes your YouTube channel. But tell a little bit what you do live there for people. So on YouTube... Um, well, I do post the replays of our scrapbook live. So if you didn't like sign up for the email, you're like, that's yeah, yeah, too yeah. big of a commitment. I hate email, mm-hmm. Alice. Um, then you can actually see the replays on my YouTube channel. Yeah. But I do a special event in April and I've done that for two years now. That was another thing that happened um, last year with 2020. Um, you know, March hit and then really people are like, I'm so frustrated and I'm at home and we were all like worried and scared. And I said like, what can we do? So I started um, uh, five days a week, like daily, take, not on weekends, but uh, five days a week um, course. I, I guess I, not, not really a course, just a live series mm-hmm. called Happy at Home. And the goal was to hang out together, explore some creative techniques, explore that, yeah. some scrapbooking mm-hmm. ideas. And so I did like about 20, 22 kind of live sessions uh, the last two years in April. And, you know, if there is an area of um, scrapbooking that I have not explored, I would love for somebody to let me know because (laughs) um, I'm looking forward to doing the series again next April. And for me, it's just a chance to really play. But right now Mm -hmm. you're not doing lives. I do lives, but... I host them on Zoom, and so I put them on ah, um, okay. my YouTube so as a replay. So people can have the Zoom link if they sign up for your uh, for my email. E- email. Yeah. Oh, I have Scrap- to sign up for that to see if I can catch <laughs> one day. Yeah, scraphappy.org/slash/subscribe. You takes you right there where you can sign up, or you can just go to the scraphappy.org website, and there's an email box there. And people are like. And- I'm not a spammer. I literally don't have time. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard that. I'm such a bad (laughs) I have a few things going on. I do try to send out one called Friday Five. And it's like my sunshine email. So I can send you five fun things that are happening most Fridays. I won't say every Friday because that would be a huge commitment. Um, but I don't most have Fridays. even commitment of the day of the week. I probably send like <laughs> once a month. I'm really bad about that. Um, but it's just so much going on. <laughs> I think that um, for me, like the Friday Five became a way for me to share somewhat regularly, yes, but yes. also wait until I have something really good to share. Mm-hmm. And so I share about any upcoming events that I'm hosting so that mm-hmm. you don't miss out on like a Scrap Smarter or one of the load challenges that we open up for people to register for. Um, when, you know, I have, um, free, free events, I, I make sure those go in there. Mm-hmm. So the scrap, the scrapbook lives end up going in there. And also sometimes you'll so- have the, um, talks on clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I like to actually- more relaxed about a topic, <laughs> right? Yeah, we actually do those every week where we've been really good. We, I don't think we've missed a week yet. We've, uh, wow. we've been doing every Wednesday it's noon my time I'm I'm on mountain time so um Um, nine no 11 a.m pacific 2 p.m eastern eastern but but you can go into clubhouse and look for club scrapbook and myself and my friend Christina are running that together every Wednesday 
every Wednesday. We are there. So your membership, do people do just a standard uh, square layout? So you have kind of also people that do a notebook or, you know, travel notebooks. Um, everything. Everything. Literally everything. We have a lot of digital scrapbookers as well. Oh. And we have some that are doing like digital of like their own creation completely, mm -hmm. like using Photoshop or something. And then we have some that are using the artisan software through the yeah. forever. And mm -hmm. then we also have traveler's notebooks. We have people that are doing planner size stuff. Um, yeah, like it really pocket scrapbookers. Um, one of the things that we do during our load challenges is that we always have a featured layout every day. And I turn to our community to become featured designers for one of the days. And so I just put it out to our members and say, would you like to be one of the featured designers uh, ahead of time? And we, they get their special prompt and then they send their pages back to me to post up. And it is so fun because these are like real scrapbookers like and I say that not to be like um like weird I guess I don't know it sounds weird to say these are real scrapbookers but so much of what we see on Instagram and on Pinterest are people that are designers right and they are working with certain products to help show you what those products can do they're representing that company which is amazing because those companies are making stuff that we want and need so i am all over that but i think that when it comes to making our pages it's easy to be critical because our pictures are taken in the most uncomplimentary of lighting conditions and mm -hmm. people aren't dressed up in matchy matchy clothes all the time mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily have that beautiful blurred background that makes like that perfect photo and I think that people look at that and they're like well my stuff is never going to look like that mm -hmm. and it can be very off-putting but I think during our low challenge, like we get to see what other scrapbookers just like us are actually making. And some of them are like, wow, artistic and beautiful. But like there's beauty in all of the pages. When you look at somebody that, you know, is scrapbooking those real world photos or scrapbooking with products that they've had in their stash for five or 10 years, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Because they are you know, that's the real reality. Like most of us have a few things in our stash and we go back and we find things. Um, I think that um, seeing that and seeing that real part of scrapbooking is such a good way to connect. Like if you've ever felt like, gosh, my stuff just doesn't measure up, mm -hmm. like seeing what everybody's doing, it's like, no, my stuff is good. And I think we should all appreciate that anyways, because our stuff is good. But it helps to have references that are kind of like on our level and not on just like I'm making stuff to sell things. Kind Do of you stuff. see the same level of comparison that social media creates with because in art there is a I think there is a lot of um, comparison where you can look at a person. Wow, look at their art. I cannot never do something like that or or the artist has 300,000 fo 300, followers and all this kind of stuff that is the bad side of Instagram, for example. Do you think in, they feel the same? Do you think it's the same level? I think that because they're used to seeing more different variety in our pages and because I'm not just like, hand-picking people that make artistic pages or have the best photography or anything i think people start to realize that um there are different ways to scrapbook and those ways are yeah. all good right that, that it doesn't have to be about like it can be about the art but it can be about the play and it can be about making the end product like i have one scrapbooker that when she signs up she always does pocket pages and when i see her name there i'm so excited that she signed up because maybe other yeah. people there might be somebody else that's like oh my gosh i never see pocket pages represented mm -hmm. like when people are featuring something right and you know this is a chance to see like other people are doing this too 
mm-hmm. or I love how she set up her pocket page. Um, I love seeing the the traveler's notebook. So we just had one recently sent in it. It was a traveler's notebook. And she's like, is that okay? I'm like, of course it's okay. I love seeing that because we are making those. And the idea is like, how are you going to take this prompt and run with it? Well, maybe that means you're going to make a pocket page or a traveler's notebook page. Yeah, I when COVID started um, and I bought that line, is from Heidi Swap. Is that the storyline that yeah. comes with that um, binder with three the, kind of blank the notebooks? Chap- yeah, yeah chapter the chapters books. books. Right? Yeah. Um, and I set up to do kind of um, journaling, a mixture of journaling and our journal all together because I would use photos, stickers, papers, paint, but write a lot and put also I, I used to do clip parts of what was happening COVID and the numbers kind of a documentation of the times that we were living mm-hmm. and um, I got crazy and I saw even fabric on the ends of the pages but looking today I have so much fun when I look at that book it's totally like it was because people may be wondering, Jenna, are you a, you're a painter now. Why are you doing that stuff? Because I still do that stuff because it's kind of my outlet to be out of this to recharge my brain. Mm-hmm. Right? And because I need to write sometimes. I wish I was good enough to write every day, but I'm not there yet. But the thing is, is commitment. I would sit down every night and I would put the stuff there, some stickers and paint in my watercolor or sometimes I would just use pens, you know, markers and, and, you know, I have that portable printer that prints really small and I'll put on the table. I mean, again, these printers are the salvation. You don't need even to power them. They are, you know, they are battery Battery. operated. So looking back is so amazing to have Mm -hmm. that. I actually really like the Heidi Swap line. I felt a huge connection. I don't know why. I think because it came blank and I could just be me and just use whatever. Because I think sometimes pattern paper takes the power over you. And I always felt when I scrapbooked that my style was not what was out there. Because I I was already painting, but I would not show. I would just show my scrapbooking. But I wanted to use all this paint and all this gesso and all these things on my pages. And I started to do mini albums. And in the mini albums, I started to put more that because kind of, I don't know why in my head, I found that mini albums are okay to use that stuff. Mm-hmm. But scrapbook, I felt that was, you know, if you are listening to this and you're like, I am, a, you know, I think this episode is for you to have an open mind and know that yes we paint but we can have other outlets that we can have so much good in our life right Um, and i think i think exploring types of art and bringing that into the other things that we're doing is such a great part of the world that we live in now because we're taking these rules we're like mashing them up and we're throwing them out and we're saying no i'm gonna try this like I, like I mentioned, I just did a card making event. Mm -hmm. um, And when I took the card making classes, I'm like, the whole time I'm like, yeah, I'm making this card, but I can't wait to actually turn this into something that I'm going to use on my scrapbooks, right? So when I- it's all techniques that you learn and you're going to put on another. I mean, I'm sure that this time that I paint today is heavily influenced by what I did at that time. I think- all of these other mediums that I explore become, I, I like to think of them like a playground for my scrapbooking, right? Like, so that I can test it out in the playground and then I take it back to my studio or something and, you know, do my actual scrapbook pages. Like when you showed the that watercolor one, that was me like mucking around on the paper and I'm like, oh, this turned out really good. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so that I, then I you should have tagged me and show what it did. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah but it's, I'm glad that people in your membership are more, not more, but I mean, less affected by this whole, um, because I, 
as you said, it's not all flowers on Scrapbook as well. We do have a lot of push and a lot of things are the same kind, if you know what I mean. It's kind of the same styles, always the pretty stuff. For example, I have Autistic Sun and I was always like in events or in the memberships that I was, I was always like saying, why you guys don't do anything for for people like me that have kids a kid that doesn't speak my head my my son used not to speak at all but all the supplies and sims are like what you said you know things funny that you said what you said today and i'm like no my son comes home and he doesn't tell me anything even today i asked him how was good today was good That's i it. have to ask you if you have seen um they're sitting right there I was so excited. Um, I just got a new stamp set. It is um, a collaboration between Allie Edwards and Laura Wanzik. Mm-hmm. And check this out. Oh, yes, I saw that. I thought it was amazing. Because again, awesome. it's not just about autism, but it's about blind people. It's about deaf mm-hmm. you know, people. It's about people that can't hear. It's about people that can't speak. It's about people that can't see. It's about... You know, uh, on when I was at the time of the scrap, um, the Debbie Hodge membership, she had a one of the designers. Um, you know, in the in the team was she had a son with cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. and I, I her name is Deborah. I believe she's still scrapbooking strong, and you know, but we had always to modify things. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a huge you know, thing of the community and some companies about the black movement, right? Because mm-hmm. when they choose people, do you have anything for Latinas like me? No, you don't. Mm-hmm. And do you put Latinas in your teams? Right? And again, mm-hmm. I am Latina, I'm not Hispanic. So don't put stamps for me in Spanish. That's not me. So I think that in this terms, it's growing, it's changing. But we still have to get there. And I think in the case of Ellie Edwards, she has a little bit of more insight because her son, you know, is autistic. Mm -hmm. So she always had a side on that. So she understands. And I think her her products, and if you're not aware, if you're listening to this, Ellie Edwards is a big name on the scrapbooking industry. But her blog started about stories. She's a great Mm -hmm. storyteller. Uh, so I would highly recommend to see her Instagram and her blog. She's a great storyteller, above all. She um, really helps you dig into documenting your everyday stories, yes. the things that you might not think are important, but when you look at it, mm-hmm. that is your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> um, the stamp set that I held up, actually, I, I held up a stamp set for anybody that is listening. Oh, yeah, we I'm sorry. <laughs> Describe it, for them. It, <laughs> Yeah, it is a stamp set that actually has the ASL alphabet mm-hmm. on it with little characters showing the different hands. And there's a few of the other hand symbols as well. And it has the letters underneath it. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was a really, um, you know, just a way Unique to bring... and also <laughs> makes you remember. Some people do communicate like that. And needed, right? And I think that one of the things that we do see through like building a community is you see like people share their pages and they show this part of their life right like you see pages with people that have like my one friend like she has a a deaf parent right and so she grew up with like you know speaking through sign language and she would attend different um conventions and stuff um and then I have, um, you know, like we have people that are having children that have different abilities and we have people that, you know, are um, living in different places and different financial circumstances. Yeah. And like you said, like the Black Lives Matter and having Latina um creators. One of the things that I really appreciated last year in the world of scrapbooking and the adjacent communities was the past the brush event i'm not sure if you were aware but some of these really big name creators actually like brought a person 
um, yeah, that doesn't get enough attention mm -hmm. up with them and showcase them and showcased their they talent took over their and Instagram. yeah that's why they, they right. passed the brush it was amazing I hope they do it again I hope that they do I think that definitely could be something because of that event I followed so many more creators and I think yeah. and I think that's the thing is like we don't realize what we don't see until it's shown to us and you and see then how your Instagram feed changes right it totally did because yeah. I have so many more um, types of crafting and so much more variety in my feed it um, it's literally that case where you you know you can't see it because you're too close to the situation and you don't know what's on the outside right like you just can't see that so um these kind of things we we just need more of it right yeah, and absolutely. um absolutely. i had several discussions with one of my friends and you know she talked to me about black lives matter because mm -hmm. i think sitting in my place of white privilege I didn't get it, right? I really didn't get it because I wasn't part of the community to get it. And so having those discussions and having somebody that I could turn to and trust and, you know, like I didn't want to make her have to educate me. Like it's not like I wanted that, but like I appreciated having somebody that could help me because I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know, right? It's kind of like, it was definitely that situation. And coming in Canada, like being in Canada, we, we face like different um, minority issues here. Um, so different, different communities. And I think that that has just opened my eyes to so many different things. And, you know, what has happened because of that, I've met different creators and I've been inspired by different creators. And that's the thing, right? Like for me, I'm looking for the inspiration. What does yeah. this person have that they're going to show me that I'm going to get all fired up about and be like, yes, I need this in my crafting. I need this in my creativity. And um, yeah, just just realizing that we need to hear different I voices. Alice, I loved uh, talk with you. I think it's going to be so helpful for people to learn a little bit more about Scrapbook and the awesome um, things that it brings to us. Um, I am a huge fan of it. Uh, I don't like to be completely off the community. I kind of pop up when I can to things and, you know, um, because as again, I feel very welcome every time. So it's it's nice to have conversations about that. Um, but tell people, uh, do you have, um, this podcast is going to not go so soon, but what is coming up ahead now that we are getting towards the end of the year, or if you have something for beginning of next year? We do. So in January, we are going to host the next Scrap Smarter Experience. Mm. And I can already announce that our keynote speaker is going to be Catherine Tashton from Scrapbook and Cards Today magazine. She oh, has wow. agreed to be our keynote speaker for that event. I'm setting up some more stuff with our instructors, but I'm really looking forward to that one. And we will have 10 different classes, plus all kinds of inspiration. Um, just to get you learning some new techniques mm -hmm. that you can use with scrapbooking. So we bring a little bit of art into that world to teach us some, nice. some fun stuff to play I with. Like for that. sure. <laughs> me too. Me too. It's like, oh, I got my hands all mucky. I'm never too far away from a little bit of mixed media and paint. <laughs> and then I... Um, in February of next year, we will have our next load challenge. Now, mm. we haven't announced the theme yet, but I think that everybody will find it to be a very friendly topic. Mm. <laughs> yes, so if you want to know a little bit more of all of this that we talked about, I would go to scraphappy.org and also follow Alice at Instagram. Alice Ball. And what is your name of Clubhouse? Is Alice Ball as well? Yes. Uh, Clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, also, right? Yeah, because if you are on Clubhouse, you can pop up Wednesday there and get some conversation. Or just listen, you know. Uh, many times I was taking my son to physical therapy and I was like, oh, why I was there waiting for him? Um, 
but it's it's a nice way to to get to the community so uh, i would pop up on these places and check alice thank you so much for coming today and talking about this amazing art that is scrapbooking thank you so much for having me i seriously encourage anybody that you know maybe if you're considering scrapbooking or if you're thinking of how do i tell my story mm -hmm. um just consider like how impermanent social media is. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's not the same as it was when we got on Facebook like 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, the platforms are constantly changing. TikTok, Snapchat, like MySpace, what was, what even was that, right? Like, yeah. so as, as social media changes, it's not a place to really save your memories, right? And I really think like Instagram right now is great, but mm -hmm. who knows where that's going, right? Yeah. So as you have those photos and you ha have those, those things that you say about your photos and about your life, mm -hmm. um, that really can be an important part of who you are. And so maybe consider a little scrapbook that can help you document your life. And again, it can take many forms. And if you want Absolutely. To know more, just, you know, go to Alice uh, Instagram or page and YouTube. And uh, as I said, it doesn't need to be overwhelming. It's good for your mental health to write your stories and remember mm -hmm. good things. And, you know, so it's it's always good. Alice, thank mm -hmm. you so much for coming to, to oh, the podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been such a joy. I can't believe our time has gone by so fast. Actually, yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, did I talk too much? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> thank but you so much. I, I appreciate it. it. Thanks, Jana. Thanks for listening. Check episode notes at the number two, worldart.com slash blog. Connect with Jana on Instagram at Jana underscore two worlds. And make sure to receive our Artful Insights by signing up at bit.ly slash join two worlds art.